All right, NBA fans, welcome back to the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I'm Seven Mitchell. Got a lot to talk about tonight. So much going down in the National Basketball Association. Appreciate everybody locking in this weekend, man. I got a special guest joining me from the Sports Town Podcast. Real dope analyst, real into sports, no knowledge, whatever you want to call it, man. He's on it. My guy, JJ Peters from the Sports Town Podcast is in the building. JJ. Appreciate you coming on board, bro. Yeah, again, thanks for having me on. I can't wait to talk basketball. So much in store. I had to pick your brain, JJ, because I know you touch everything in sports, football, baseball, basketball. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just being a fan of of your platform, you know, you know your stuff. We in the middle of the playoffs. So definitely wanted to just tap in and get your insight on a couple of things that we're seeing in the association. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 really excited to be honest with you. I'm not really like with what with the playoffs right now, I'm just I'm not really surprised with what's happening. I am a little surprised with Golden State basically blowing out Denver in these first three games. And technically they haven't blown them out, but to have a 3-0 lead on a possible MVP candidate in Jokic, right. yep. very incredible. <laughs> uh Steph Curry has been incredible. I'm not a huge fan of Curry, but he has just been incredible this postseason. Um, I mean, if you look at some other series, Philly's playing pretty good right now. I didn't think Toronto was really going to give them a lot of fits. I think right. the six, I think the Sixers, I think they're going to be good. Not sure if they can make the conference finals, especially if they have to take on, I think if they beat the Raptors, they'd have to take on the Heat, right? Correct. That's right. Yeah. The so I'm not the Heat in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly they can beat the Heat. Now, the Heat, I am a little worried. I'm not sure they have enough to go all the way. Um, but then of course mm. you look at if you look at the Bucs, I mean, the Bucs are great, but they just lost Middleton. That's going to be huge. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And, of course, the Suns just lost Devin Booker. I mean, that's huge, even though the Suns are, what, eight and six with him this year, without him uh, this regular season. But when yep. you lose a star when you lose a star player like Booker, that's huge. But, again, the the playoffs has been great this year, and I can't wait for – I can't wait for uh, – can't wait for it to keep on going. <laughs> now, you brought up Nikola uh, Jokic's name – do you feel like, depending on how this series plays out versus the Warriors, that he may actually be exposed as being overrated? Or do you think that he just doesn't have enough firepower, so we have to give him a pass regardless? Well, you can't give him a pass because, you know, this is the second straight year where he's been bounced very early. Now, last year, he went all the way to the second round. They got beat by a good Suns team. But yet, if you're the MVP, you got to make it at least, what, the conference finals at least? Yeah. But... I do think he doesn't have a lot of help right now with Jamal Murray still being out, Michael Porter Jr. still being out. But I definitely think he deserves some blame. I think this morning I was listening to uh, Max Kellerman, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, and Jay Williams, and they were mentioning that, you know, Jokic is the M- or right now looks to be like the MVP, even though I would give it to Embiid. But he's a serious candidate for the MVP, and if he can't get past the first round, I think it there is definitely some blame there. I understand, again, he's got a lot of guys injured like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., but um, – when you don't when you're the MVP or one of the leading candidates for the MVP, you gotta at least get past the first. Gotta round. get least, it done. That's right. Yeah, gotta exactly. Get it done. Or gotta at least, or at least, you know, make it up, make a series. And there's a good chance they can get swept. I don't think they'll get swept, but there's a great chance of it. So it could definitely happen. I definitely think it's on him right now. But again, he he he. I mean, you really don't have any excuses. But at the same time, you do have your best players out, uh, your best co-stars out. But you got to get it done. So I think that he definitely deserves some blame if he ends up losing this series. Staying in the Western Conference, JJ, we got LeBron James going into year 20. Um, 
I think he got another year left on his contract. Mm -hmm. Very disappointing season for the Lakers, man. What's your thoughts on LeBron James? Uh, It's kind of a two-part question. Do you think LeBron has already won his last NBA championship? And do you see him actually retiring in the purple and gold remaining a Laker throughout the rest of his career? Well, I think it's that's a really good question. If you if he ends up winning a championship game, a championship again, um, right now it doesn't look like it. With the current roster the Lakers have, I don't think they can go all the way far. I think they definitely need to make some changes. Um, I think Davis and Westbrook are probably going to be traded, or at least they're going to consider it. Um, honestly, I don't think LeBron will win a championship again, but. I, I would not be surprised if he ends up winning one. But again, the Lakers got to do something about that roster because they tried last year and they clearly, you know, clearly missed. Right. So I think they need to improve, especially on the roster. They need to get younger. And that's kind of what everybody's saying right now. But they do need to get younger. They probably need to get rid of Westbrook. Um, it's going to be hard to, but they'll probably have to get rid of Davis, too. It, it also depends on what they can get for him. Um, I still think Davis is elite. He just got to stay healthy. He hasn't been healthy since they won the championship two years ago, which feels like five years ago right now. The best but, ability is availability, and mm-hmm. he is just not given that at all. Yeah. yeah, so again, I don't think he wins a championship again, but it really depends what they do this offseason. They got to find a coach, too. I mean, Vogel's out. Um, there's been talks about Snyder and Doc Rivers, but I think they're going to have to bring in someone that isn't a coach in the NBA, maybe like assistant, but right. um, there's even been talks about Jay Wright, which I didn't really know if that was much of a thing, but we'll see what happens there. Um, and second of all, you know, it, it really depends right now. I mean, I just, it with, Le, with LeBron, I just think that right now he just needs to get a, he needs to get a better team, but if he doesn't end up going very far next year for his last year in LA, I could see him going back to Cleveland, which would be crazy. But I honestly don't think he'll retire in a purple and gold if he doesn't get that championship next year, or at least gets closer. I could see him again going back to Cleveland. He's already done it once before. He could right. do it again. And again, the, Cle- the the Cavs have a very good team. I mean, you look what they – they didn't make the playoffs, but they had a very young, good team with Darius Garland, with Jared Allen. And in my opinion, Evan Mobley should be the rookie of the year. So they got a really good team. So if I was him, I'd be very I'd, – I'd consider going back to Cleveland. But again, it really depends what the Lakers do this offseason. How much of a of a factor do you think Bronny, son of LeBron James, his success is going to play a role in where LeBron actually plays? Because the talk has always been that he wants to play with his son before it's, you know, all said and done with. The chances of the Lakers picking him up, even if he's eligible to make the league, I think is slim to none. Mm-hmm. So do you think that there's a chance that uh, LeBron might go anywhere just to pair up with uh, his son? That's a good question. Um, again, uh, his, uh, you know, Brownie still needs to make the, the NBA, which I think he will. Um, that is a good question. I'm not sure. I know, like I said, I've heard him. He's, he really wants to play with them or at least play in the same time. I just don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but at the same time, he's probably going to be what a lottery pick, maybe, maybe not quite a lottery pick, but I think he's going to be somewhere in that in the first round. And it also depends on if LeBron stays in LA and depends on where they, you know, go from here. So I can't really give a good answer, but I'm probably going to say no, because it's only, it's going to be really hard to see that happen, but you know, who knows? I mean, we still got to, what if, how old is Bronny? Is he 17 now? 16, 17? I can't remember exactly. I believe he's 17 years old. Okay. Well, he turned so he, 17 this year. 
Okay. So he's got what, at least one more year in high school, maybe, and then he's going to go to college, of course. So for at least for one year, unless they change yeah. the rules. Yep. So we're looking at about two more years. Yeah. I, I definitely think LeBron will still be playing in two years. I could see him playing four more years. I mean, he probably has still two years of really good prime left, but right. um, I could see him going four years, but that's a, that's, I'm not exactly sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, to be honest with you. Gotcha. This is the best of seven sports talk, seven Mitchell in the building. We got JJ Peters in the building, man, from the sports town podcast. JJ, let the people know just a little bit about yourself, your platform, you know, where they can follow you at and what type of content should they be looking for, you know, being under your outlet? Yeah, um, I'm the host of the Sports Town podcast. Um, you can check me out on pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. Um, I'm also on YouTube. To be honest with you, I'm not really much of a podcast that much. I mean, it's a podcast, but I do a lot of other things. Like I have a TikTok that's huge. You can go check that out. Um, I also, like I said, Instagram, YouTube, um, Twitter, you know, I'm even, I even have a Facebook, even though I'm not on that much, but you know, TikTok and YouTube is huge right now for me. So you go check there. Um, and again, you can check out my podcast. It usually comes every other week and I'll interview someone and I interviewed seven recently. So, um, and that was a great talk. So yeah, Absolutely. you can pretty much, pretty much find anywhere, pretty much anywhere, but mostly like I said, YouTube and TikTok is the big, big ones. So what really tapped you into, you know, the sports community, JJ, are, are you a former a player just, you know, recreation wise, or are you just, just, a, uh, as far as, you know, commentating journalism, you just a student of the game. What really got you into sports? Well, when I was really young, uh, my family was big into sports. At least my dad and my brother were, and pretty much, I mean, football and basketball were my two favorite sports. I mean, I like other sports as well, but football and basketball is kind of the main ones. And pretty much all my life, I've been liking sports. And a few years ago, we started the podcast with my brother. Actually, it was actually called 7-Eleven Sports. And it ah. was just basically, yeah. And basically, it was just seven sports, seven big sports, um, you know, big sports news in 11 minutes. And that ran for about a few months. And I decided to change it up a little bit to the sports town. It's been that since. So, um, of course, I played, high, I played sports in high school and college, or not college, but I played sports in high school, middle school. I wasn't that great, but you know, I was decent. So I was better at you know following it than actually playing it. But yeah, so pretty much all my life. And again, I started the podcast about two years ago. And yeah, so. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Definitely got your, your background in, in check when it comes to the sports world. Now, again, like I said, we're right in the middle of the playoffs tomorrow. Game three between the Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Boston Celtics going down in the Barclays Center. Celtics are up 2-0, JJ. Like, I got to talk to the bosses because I didn't really expect this. I like Boston chances from the jump, but I didn't expect to see Brooklyn struggle the way they have in these first two mm -hmm. games. Kevin Durant in game two, 0 for 10 in the second half, man. He's looking kind of shaky. So far early on, what do you predict is going to happen tomorrow in Brooklyn, JJ, between the Nets and the Celtics? And can the Nets overall make a comeback in the series? Well, to be honest with you, I do think the Nets come back and win game three. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won game four, too. I could see the series going into seven because I think this is one of the better series. Is. I mean, you got the Celtics and Nets, and for most part, if the Nets didn't get hurt this year and they didn't have all the drama, this could be a conference finals matchup, right? True. And with True. how hot Boston was going into the going into the playoffs. But I do think this series will at least go six or seven. Um, it's been a very entertaining series, but Boston did an excellent job guarding Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Again, as you mentioned, not a single field goal for Durant in the second half. I think he just got free throws, which 
Nugget is incredible for Boston. And of course, Marcus Smart just getting defensive player of the year. He did a great yeah. job on Kyrie. So this series is very entertaining. And I think we'll even get better too when we get to Brooklyn. But I think Boston or not Boston, I think Brooklyn is going to make a comeback. And I would not be surprised to get this series win into seven games. I think at least it's going to go into six, but this is, I think, going to be one of the better series right now, in the, at least in the first round. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent, JJ. I think this is going to go, you know, seven, maybe six, depending on how this thing play out. But, you know, when you look at it, I'm very impressed the way Boston is playing on both ends of the court. But the bigger picture, man, Boston just handled their business. They were, they, they were both home games, so they won at home. They did their job. Big deal. They're going to have to win on the road for people to really take them serious. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, even though I think it's a must win for KD and, and the Brooklyn Nets, Boston has to show that what we saw was not an anomaly, you know, at, at home, that they are ready to rock and roll on the road just as much as home. So I got Brooklyn winning tomorrow, but Boston is going to have to still show fight regardless, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree too. And it, like you said, you know, Boston is, was hot going to this regular or going into the postseason. And they look good the first two games, but again, you got to keep that going. Right. And if, if they can win game three, like the series could just be over. I mean, it's it, no team has ever come back from 3-0. So it, it's like I said, it, this is a much win for Brooklyn. This is a must win for Brooklyn. But, you know, Boston doesn't necessarily have to win this game. But, yeah, I think they do need to win at least game three or game four for people to really to take them seriously. And I'm going to tell you why, J.J., as far as me, like I've never been sold that Brooklyn was going to win the whole thing because I've, I've not really been sold on their defensive presence. I think we mm-hmm. talked about this on your show. I, you know, I feel like when the game slows down in the playoffs, it becomes more of a half court game. You get to study these guys having to play them three, four, five, six, seven times. Brooklyn is going to have to show some defensive presence to get that Larry O'Brien trophy. And I just wasn't sold that I was going to be able to see that even when they had James Harden. Now when I'm watching Boston, man, I like Boston chances because when you watch the Celtics play, even in clutch, when the game's close, they don't rely on one man to try to get the job done or to get those guys over the hump. Mm -hmm. You watch the Brooklyn Nets when the games are close. Everybody on the team is just standing there waiting for Kyrie and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. you know, to make magic. And those guys have gotten it done before. But when you got a team like Boston, who's just like next man up, anybody is ready to rock. You know, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart willing to take shots, Al Horford willing to bang. All those guys are willing to, to make big plays when they count. And to me, when Brooklyn, they just start to stand around and depend on KD and Kyrie, you know, to get them over the hump. So I really like Boston chances overall, but they're going to have to fight. They're going to have to fight. This one is far from over. Yeah, I think you bring a good point about, um, you know, in the fourth quarter when the Nets, the game's close and the Nets just kind of look around for Durant and Irving to, you know, to save them. That's that's a huge thing. And I don't know if it's going to be much different when Ben Simmons comes and plays, but that is, you know, that's a huge thing. I think they they did the same thing in game two and, you know, that Brooklyn had that huge lead and then they let it go. And then, of course, you know, you know, Durant and Irving have to save him. Right. And they couldn't because the Nets all knew that he was going to either go to Durant or Kyrie. So I think you bring up a good point with uh, Brooklyn just relying too much on Durant and Kyrie. Does the presence of Ben Simmons shift this thing one way or another? That's that's a tough question. That's or sorry, what was that? No, no, I was going to say basically, do, do you feel like he has enough impact to help these guys, you know, change the trajectory of the way this thing is going so far? 
That's a good question. Um, it really depends because I think Ben Simmons is a great player, but when it comes to the offensive side, he's not the best. And I always thought when he was in Philly, he shouldn't have been the point guard. He should have been like a three or four. Right. And I, I think he's going to be that way in Brooklyn because they already have Kyrie and then when Seth Curry is healthy. But it that really depends. I'm not sure yet. I really haven't. I mean, Ben Simmons hasn't played at all this season, so I'd kind of have to see what he does. I think he's supposed to play in game four. I might make a video about that here soon. So that that's a great question. I don't, I don't really know exactly. Um I know, again, you have to have a lot of chemistry and clearly they, they don't have our Ben Simmons doesn't have any chemistry <laughs> with Brooklyn. So it's it's a good question. I'm not sure exactly yet. It's I, I think it's still too tough to tell. We'll have to gotcha. see when we'll have to see when he when he starts playing in game four. So. Absolutely. Injuries. You talked about some superstars at the beginning of the show, JJ, that, you know, has been going through something when it comes to injuries in the playoffs. We, you know, Joel Embiid, Devin Booker, uh, Jamal Murray. I mean, it's, Chris Middleton has just now been hurt. He's going to be out for a while. Luca, he's expected to return, I believe, this weekend, but he's banged up. Just to name a few. Um, what injury do you think has affected which team the most? In the playoffs, I'm leaning towards this injury with Chris Middleton because I like Milwaukee chances of going deep into the playoffs. But without Chris, not that he's a superstar or anything, but without him, I don't know if Drew Holiday offensively can give Giannis that extra help that he's going to need in order for them to get back to where they need to be. So as far as injuries, I feel like Chris Middleton's injury it's probably the biggest injury in the playoffs. What about you? What you think? Yeah, that's a great point. I think, yeah, without Middleton, I mean, the Bucs are, I don't know they're necessarily in trouble, but they definitely have a good chance of losing in the first round. But I do think without Middleton, the Bucs are in trouble. Um, you definitely saw last year when the Bucs had every player healthy with Chris Middleton, with Drew Holiday, they were able to go all the way. Yeah, And, you know, it really, like I said, I think that's going to be huge. If the Bucs don't have Middleton, and not like Middleton's like a you know superstar as you mentioned, but I just think there's a good chance. Like I think Milwaukee's going to go all the way again if they have a healthy Chris Middleton. But if they don't have a Chris Middle, healthy Chris Middleton, there's a good chance they can end up losing the first round or the second round. I just, I think that one's the not not. I think that one's huge. Of course, Chris Paul being hurt too. That's huge as well. I understand the Suns have a winning record, but without your star player in the postseason. That's a much different, you know, much different animal. So I think, you know, if, if Phoenix doesn't have Devin Booker, I don't think they'll lose to New Orleans, but that will definitely affect them going to the next series. And it also depends on how long Booker is out. But I think he's out for, what, three weeks. So there's a good chance he could be out for the next series. So, you know, and this Pelicans team is not a bad team. I mean, they're pretty good. I mean, they're on fire right now. So I just think that's going to be a huge injury, too. Not as much as the Middleton one, but I do think the Devin Booker injury is huge, too. Now, Embiid is still playing, so that's a big one, too. But I think either Chris Middleton or Devin Booker is the big ones right now. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's been crazy just to see, you know, a lot of the superstars this season. Kawhi Leonard and, you know, we, we dealt with of Anthony Davis. And, you know, LeBron has had his share of uh, games being out. The injury bug has been serious in the NBA this season, man. Uh, but we still are getting some good actions. We still are getting some good basketball. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at Milwaukee a little bit side-eyed now because I need some guys to step up. They might be able to get through the first round without Chris, but 
you know, once we get into that second round in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think they're going to need that three-headed monster. And without mm-hmm. Chris Middleton, it's going to be tough for Giannis to repeat. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's, yeah, it, it's also critical. Like with Milwaukee last year, like I said, they were able to go all the way because they had three really good players, right? And Giannis wasn't the only one doing it. And yep. like the year before that and the year before that, like 2020 and 2019, the reason why they didn't go all the way is because Giannis needed more help and they were finally able to give that to him in 2021. So again, yeah, like I said, that's, that's going to be huge for Milwaukee. Last thing I want to tap in with you this evening, JJ is Damian Lillard. I know we talked about Damian Lillard on sports town uh, about a month ago, two months ago, and we talked about him staying in Portland and I just really wasn't understanding where his mindset is at. I understand the loyalty part, but if you're looking to win, it's just not going to happen in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He kept saying he's going to stay. He's going to stay. He's going to stay. Just as of late, after the C.J. McCollum trade, Damian Lillard had made a uh, comment, according to reports, that he's not going to demand a trade, but he would be open to Portland shopping him. What do you think of the change of heart, kind of, sort of, from Damian Lillard? And do you see him playing in another uniform next year? I you know I would love to see Damian Lillard on a really good team. Like I think he's the best point guard in the league. I understand Curry is great and all, but you know I think overall Lillard's the best player. And I told you that earlier. Told mm-hmm. you the best point guard, but I would love to see him on a different team. I'm not sure it's going to happen. It is interesting too now that he's open to it. He probably sees that you know he's not going to get a younger right, and he probably sees that Portland is going to more not necessarily a rebuild, but the writing is on the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and of course, hopefully, I don't think he did, but hopefully he listened to our conversation that, you know, he should, you know, <laughs> decide to leave. But I, like I said, I would love to see him on a good, on a, like a better team, like a much better team than Portland. I don't know what team that's going to be if there wasn't, if, if, if there, if, if he decided to leave Portland, I don't think the trailblazers would trade him to the Lakers. And I don't think the, you know, the Lakers would necessarily, well, the Lakers probably would want Lillard, but I don't think the trailblazers would want to trade him there. But, I would love again. I would love to see him on a different team. I don't think it's going to happen. But again, I would love to see him on a good team. You know, maybe this would be a well. This is probably is not going to happen. But maybe a team like Denver, right? If Jamal Murray can't stay healthy, you put him on a Denver team with Jokic. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of some other teams. Of course, the Lakers would be the obvious choice, right? There's I think even a few years ago they were talking about that they you know he should go to Golden State, right? I don't think that's going to happen. But you know. Just with a really good team, he'd be so great. He'd have a chance to win a few championships. I think he's going. I think he's going to LA, but not the purple and gold. I think he's going to link up with Kawhi and Paul George. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening, especially when Kawhi comes back. I think it's a toss-up, man. You, you, you know, it was rumors about him going to Philly last season. You know, when people were trying to shop for him, so. I don't definitely don't think he's going to be remaining in Portland. I'm going with uh, the Clippers, maybe the 76ers, but I think he'll link up with Kawhi and PG for maybe a season just to try to chase a chip. I would love to see that happen. I mean, I'm a huge Kawhi Leonard fan. He's my favorite. He's my favorite basketball player. So to see him and Paul George, that would be an awesome duo. And it'd be a scary one, too. I think they could threaten the Warriors and the Suns. So that would be a great top. That'd be a great one. But I don't. I think is Reggie. I think Reggie Jackson still has one year left in his contract, so I'm assuming they'd have to trade him if they'd want to go for Lillard. But who do you think they would try to trade? Uh, who do you think they would trade for Lillard? I mean, who do you think the Clippers would give up? To be honest, 
I think the Clippers would go all in. I think it's a situation where as though it's win now, and even though they have a decent supporting cast, if you have Dame Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George locked in together for one season with Ty Lue at the coach, all the other role players, you can mix that up. So I don't even if they give a little bit more than what's needed, I don't think it's a big deal as long as they got those three. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they'll be solid. So I'm not really sure who else could, you know, as far as moving the pieces around. But if they could make it work, they got you. They got to go for it. They The Clippers have to go for it. That, like I said, that would be a scary team. It'd be a fun team to watch. And the big thing, too, they need to stay healthy. All of them kind of have injury, you know, histories. True. But if, like I said, they could stay healthy, they'd be the team in L.A. for years to, for just a few, at least a few years. And if they win a championship, like, all of a sudden, this team, the Clippers now become a top organization, right? And they've been a top organization the last few years. But if they could finally win that championship, especially when they're going into their new arena here pretty soon, yep, and I think it's the yep. Dome. Change the game. Yeah, exactly. They're going to completely change just the state of California, I think, if they can win that championship, which I think they should be able to if they get a guy like Dane Mueller. And you already have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So, yep. yeah. it's a lot of hunger over there. All right, man, we're about to wrap this thing up here at the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I am Seven Mitchell. Make sure you guys check out the full podcast available on your favorite streaming platforms. Also, make sure y'all check out the Sports Town Podcast with your host, J.J. Peters. J.J., let everybody know one more time where they can follow you at on social media. And I appreciate you, bro, coming through this evening. All right, again, thanks for having me on. Again, it's the Sports Town Podcast, or you can probably just look up Sports Town too. You can check me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can pretty much get anywhere you listen to your podcast, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So, yep, go uh, just go 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 check it out. I usually release an episode every other week, and then I'm pretty much releasing new like TikToks and stuff like that every day, pretty much. I promise you guys, man, good content, real knowledgeable, real thorough content. If you guys are into sports, if you're into the knowledge of sports, rock out with the Sports Town Podcast. You guys are now rocking with the best. This is the best of seven sports talk. I'm Seven Mitchell. Hope you guys stay safe. Have a great weekend. JJ, I want to have you on again on the show, man, right before the NBA finals, if possible. So I look forward to us chopping it up again, brother. All right. Again, thanks for having me on and have a good night. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the playoffs. Do the same, bro. Be good. Peace. All right, man. Peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the outside-the-box angles we take, bringing you in these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of Seven Sports Talk platform, we have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action.